is the Story Mobile Podcast. We are a solar-powered moving art space that travels to events and through neighborhoods to collect your stories. The St. Paul Almanac book was created in 2005 and has since been released annually. The goal is to bring together the diverse community of St. Paul through literary arts. The Almanac is a meeting place for sharing stories and artwork of our community. This year, the St. Paul Almanac released their 11th volume, On a Collected Path. As part of a reading festival, authors have gathered at various venues throughout St. Paul to read their fabulous work. On Sunday, May 21st, readers gathered at Cladow Coffee Shop to read their pieces from St. Paul Almanac's Volume 11, On a Collected Path. Next up, we have Eddie Samara, who writes, For as long as I can remember, I have been a poet, spinning lines like a web to hold myself together, to find a thread of connection with those around me. Today, I meditate with my eyes wide open, heart, heart hear, sorry, hear poetry in whispering leaves, and still believe that world, words can change the world. I love facilitating and participating in transformative spaces that open opportunities for people to really look at each other, to really listen, to see each other through stories and hear ourselves echo in each unique voice. I write poetry as an embodied prayer to the universe that we as a species wake up, connect, heal, remember, and love. Let's give a round of applause for Eddie. The piece I'm going to read is River Dance. The river is frozen over, reflecting me back against the snowy sky. Suddenly, I slip beneath the perfect stillness, like Alice through the looking glass. The river blowing icy breath into my lungs as I submerge, my waters mingling just below the thin membrane of ice and skin. The river sings, here is where we all begin, again and again and again. One misstep from solid ground, silently sinking past the roots and rocks. I slide into the flow that moves just below the frozen mirror, moon floating over ice above me as I dissolve into the river. I devolve back into the watery womb only to be born again in the blink of an eye, my fingers catching holds in the crevices. I crawl back through stone and root, surrendering to the embrace of the riverbank. I kneel, under the weight of knowing that the blue-black waters run relentlessly flow under the frozen eddies, dancing the unending reel of rain to river to ocean to rain. The river whispers, begin again and again and again. The water cycle of the river returns, forever dancing in my blood just under the skin. I begin again and again. And again. Uh, last piece I'm going to read is a, a piece that was published in The Naked Eye. Uh, Do no harm. I was strapped to the table waiting for them to run the pick line from my elbow to my heart. The nurse bent over the bracelet that shackled me to an identity I couldn't quite shed despite the fresh scars across my chest. My smile met hers in a preemptive plea for mercy. You see, I knew the routine. She would read the barcoded band and ask me to verify my full name for my protection, of course. 
I tried to strike first, hoping humor would hold the inevitable humiliation in check. I said, yes, that's my band name, but please call me Eddie. She laughed, but not with me. I'm just going to call you Miss So-and-so. Tears slid off the table because I couldn't. I was stuck weighing the relative cost-benefit analysis of pissing off the person pushing a sharp needle deep into my blood supply, all the while speaking blunt trauma into my bones. Now, I would like to tell you that I metaphorically and heroically stood up for myself and queers everywhere, right there in that moment. But that is not my story. That is not my truth. The truth is, I was tired, y'all. I had been having variations of this demeaning conversation multiple times a day during my hospital stay, courtesy of the very finest medical care San Francisco has to offer. Before every blood draw, every test, every procedure, the question of my real name, and more times than I can say, erase, someone saying right to my face, essentially, I refuse to see you. You do not exist. You are not a man. In each dismissive refusal to address me properly, I heard repeatedly that I am not even human enough to own my own name. So when the IV tubing stopped just short of my heart, the nurse's words went deeper, tearing into cardiac cavities, leaving their echo to beat like an arrhythmia in the hollow space that passes for my chest. I am not a man. I am not a man. I am not a man. I am a man. I am a man. I am. To hear more stories, learn more about Storymobile, and to find out where we'll be pedaling off to next, visit storymobile.org.